Yeah, almost there. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. One. <laughs> and we're off. Thank you for hanging in there for those of us who are watching us live today. My name is Andrea Caldi and I'm a content strategist for intuitive and spiritual practitioners. And here with me live today, we have um, Kerry McGilvray, my usual partner in crime, and uh, we also have a special guest, Trudy Pavlovsky from This Chick Means Business. Welcome, Trudy. Welcome, Kerry. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to be here. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we actually managed to go live, which is awesome. Um, yes, if you're watching the replay, I hope you didn't have to wait too long for the actual talking to get started. Thank you for hanging in there. <laughs> Okay, so today's topic is mental toughness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, take it away, ladies. Oh, what, okay. what, is, what, is men, what is mental toughness? You know, you know it, it, it's just a, con just a conversation. So well, uh, what is mental toughness? And Google says, um, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> mental toughness is a measure of individual resilience and confidence that may predict success in sport, education and the workplace. And um, having previously worked with teenagers around developing resilience, I think for up and coming generations, it's something that seems to be slipping. But I would hope for the more mature of us. Um, in the audience mm. that maybe life has um, set us up a little more successfully with some mental toughness. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I can keep talking if you like because I could talk for <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, no, no um, go, go for it. So having um, gone from, and, you know, from a business perspective, which we were talking about earlier, um, having gone from business owner, uh, from employee to business owner, um, I know a lot of my ability to um, sort of stick it out or my stubbornness to keep going was actually developed in childhood. And I think actually looking back to your earlier years can give you a bit of an indication about how natural mental toughness is for you, um, but it's definitely something that you can develop, which mm, in absolutely. the space, you it's, need It's to. definitely a, a muscle that needs to be you know, trained, worked like out. Can, yeah, oh, that's it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? This brings into mind my seventeen-year-old who has been, uh, well, stubborn <laughs> is the word that I would use from day dot, like from the second he came out, and and that makes that makes a lot of sense because he's still as stubborn as ever. Um, yeah. So from now on, I'll call it mental toughness. I think that might put a bit of a bit of a positive spin on it then. <laughs> So, um, and I just think because I work with a lot of a lot of women who come to me and they've got these amazing ideas for businesses, but there is a, a lack of that mental toughness because there's a lot of fear around if I do this thing, if I say this, if I post that, what if somebody um, comes mm. after me or laughs at me or ignores me? Um, so I think anyone who's considering starting a business, mental toughness is one of those things 
Um, mm. You might call it mindset, but you definitely have to focus on on building it because you know previous to this, I had a twenty year uh, retail career, um, mm. and just that learning that rejection around sales and dealing with customers that were rude and all of these things culminate in that. Um, mm. But you have to have have to be prepared to develop a level of it if you're mm. going to go into business or be successful in business. And see, yeah, a lot I, of people, I think mm. a lot of people when they um, go through life may not have actually dealt with a lot of rejection. So when they then decide that, yay, I've got this awesome idea, I'm going to go into business, then all of a sudden they're hit with mountains of rejection because it just happens, mm. right? That's just what happens in business depending on as you're learning your way and trying to find your way through it and try different things out. Things will work, some will, some won't. And as you deal with that, people who aren't used to dealing with rejection don't tend to bounce back as quickly. So for yep. me, I look at mental toughness as the ability to bounce back quicker. Yep. So the yep. quicker it's, you bounce it's, back. It's that resilience. Yeah, mm. absolutely that resilience. So, mm. you know, I always remember, I don't know if you ladies remember, but Rocky, the, the last one. In I've never six, watched any of the Rocky oh movies. Oh, my God. There's, <laughs> no, there's I haven't either. Scene, I have a there's, this scene, <laughs> there's this scene in the last movie where he's talking to his son and his son's mm. complaining about always being in his shadow. And I mm. think it's really relevant because, you know, that's, what you feel like when you're in business. You can always feel like you're in someone else's shadow if you don't have mm. that mental toughness. <clears throat> and he talks about life isn't about um, how many times you get hit. It's about keep getting up after each one. Mm. And and that's, yeah. it's such a powerful scene in that movie. Like Google it, you'll find it. And yeah. mm. it gives me goosebumps thinking about it now. <laughs> like, mm. And that's what it's all about, right? It's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. And as long as you get back up more than you get knocked down, mm-hmm. you'll always move forward. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm, sorry, go. I, I was but just going to say, um, I, I think especially in the in the spiritual sphere, when when you're a practitioner, you're like you're doing psychic readings, you're doing healings, uh, you know, spiritual counselling and all that sort of stuff. So that field in itself attracts a lot of scepticism already and not just from like um, the world at large but also what I hear from a lot of practitioners is that they um, they battle with that with their own families like their husbands or their parents or their brothers and sisters you know their friends and all that they don't see the value in in what they do and or they put it down or they completely discount it and not look at it as a business so a lot of spiritual and holistic practitioners have that to deal with already before they even you know get out to that um, space where they are um, hunting for customers or where they are you know trying to attract customers and most of, um, most of my clients are actually spiritually um, based whether they're healers or readers or um, mm sidekicks and one of the things like with the five-day challenge last week it's like okay we need to understand what fear is because Mm. if you don't understand your body reaction the physiological and how your brain is actually working to stop you 
because it's scared of rejection and doesn't want to want you to get hurt it's going to be mm. just that one step harder to be able to step into that courage space and that purpose space that and I find for me if I'm ever having those moments of doubt or thinking can I do this or am I good enough I take it out of myself and out of my ego and go well what's the bigger purpose for this mm. what is the bigger purpose <laughs> because after nine years in business and I've built my business up, torn it down, built it up, torn it down, built it up, torn it down at least half a dozen times to get to the space. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me, just stick with one thing. And I'm like, it's not quite right yet. Um, but even having that mental toughness to not actually listen to follow the formula and trust your own intuition, mm. like that's a, that's a huge thing. But I just think that biggest thing is locking it, getting out of, your head and me, 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 and it's like, okay, well, out into the who does this serve, how does this help the world, I think that's a, a huge thing, being able to explore what the fear means, own the purpose, and that's going to allow you to step into the courage, which is going to help you develop that mental toughness. Because mm. I, you know, I got people to list, what are you actually afraid of? What are you afraid of? Well, somebody might, um, somebody might tell me I'm wrong. And it's like, well, do they know all of the things? Probably not. So identifying the fears is a huge step towards developing that mental toughness because, mm. honestly, in nine years of being online in business, the most static I've ever gotten was in my first business when parents would come to me and say, you don't have kids, what would you know? And I'd be like, well, I was a teenager, so I know a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but that was... Living that was, experience. <laughs> Being able to reframe your experience and your belief and, you know, I have the belief if people are online and then they're not with you, they're against you, so get rid of them. But you know, that's, mm. a, that's a mental toughness thing for me. It's like I'm not even going to put up with your BS, you're out. So <laughs> there's another little helpful tip, ladies, if uh, there's someone on your Facebook that's bothering you and getting you to hold back, just ditch them because because one of the biggest things is we're taught these good girl things, you know, oh, we have to be mm. polite, we have to, you know, look after people, we have to be nice, we can't stick mm. up for ourselves. And I'm like over here going, well, screw you, buddy, you're out. Um, sorry, I nearly swore then. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we don't censure our guests, Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, I think mental toughness is definitely giving yourself permission to just go, this is my space and I own it. And I know it's really mm. hard with partners that don't support you and family, um, but get them off your social media. Mm. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like how, how would that look? Like my, my hubby is very supportive, so there's no issue with that. And, and um, I've gotten rid of all the people that weren't supportive. Yeah, um, and, and I've still got a bunch of people who are like neither supportive nor unsupportive. They they're just like sitting there, don't really, yeah. Um, and and that doesn't bother me. But you know, just just thinking, what if my hubby didn't support me and I unfriended him on Facebook? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different argument. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is. I think, but again, I I understand what you're saying, Trudy, about mental toughness. It's about making having the guts to make those decisions for yourself and then, yep. and then sticking with them, not going, oh, yeah, I, I unfriended you, but shit, I, I'm, I'm too scared of the consequences, so I'm just going to 
I'm just going to, um, you know, dwell on this for six months and then, you know, feel guilt and shame and all that. Um, and, yeah, I think... That, that fear and that shame and that guilt, um, exploring what that is because, you know, when I talked about shadow values last week, which mm. everyone just seemed to just go mind blown. Yeah. Like if you give yourself permission to embrace those parts of you that you would normally fear shame, fear or guilt around all of a sudden mm. you're living a whole life, like you're in that space where all of your needs are being met and mm. I don't think mental toughness means you have to be an asshole to people but exactly. if you give yourself permission to own who you are and what you believe in and go, no, this, mm. this is me and if you don't like it, bugger off. Mm. And as mm. women, so many, like our whole life we've been taught that you come third you've got to honor your family and your parents and your friends and you've got to do all of the polite nice things and I'm like well I've always been a rebel but mm. <laughs> but now I'm kind of like why do I owe people shit really like why do mm. I owe you my censoring of myself to make you feel comfortable mm. we don't when you step into that and go, exactly, I don't owe you squat. I owe me <laughs> to be me because that's what's going to give to the world. All of a sudden, your ability to just be like, yep, yeah, not nah, get out. Yep, cool. I like you. You can hang around. And to have mm. that mental toughness. And seriously, if you're struggling with that, get a coach, get someone to help you with it because it doesn't mm. happen overnight. It's taken me a good five years to really be able to go, Wait, who who are you? <laughs> You're nothing to me. Get out. Like at the harshest level. Um, but to not feel I have to hide anything of who I am. And when you get to that mm. space, that mental toughness is a part of that, mm. of owning the good and the bad, the light and the dark, the, you know. And so it I just guess, steps daily. Yeah. Get rid of so one. So I guess some of the ones the that ones were... That were discussed today that I would think that we need to kind of um, bring up for everyone and refocus is that they need to definitely be aware and get mental toughness around how people, what people think of them. They need to really basically get rid of that and get to a space where it doesn't matter what other people think, it only matters what you think. Chances are people aren't actually thinking that. We we know worst scenarios in our head. Oh my god! And here's the thing, right? I do all these really personal Facebook lives, and for a while, I'm like, oh, my mum's friends with me on Facebook now. What if she watches them? She doesn't watch them. She doesn't watch the <laughs> single Facebook live that I've done talking about the patriarchy or abuse or trauma. She's watched nothing. <laughs> so she can stay on Facebook because <laughs> she doesn't yeah. see anything anyway. She'll pay attention. But that was my mum turned my mum turned up to one of my Facebook lives in the middle of my live um, once, and I completely freaked out. Um, and she doesn't even speak English. My mum does not speak English, but when her name popped up on my phone, I just went, "Shit, my mum is watching me." <laughs> you know, it was it was one of those things. But it, it was it was just that you know visceral reaction. It, it wasn't like. Yeah. 
just it, it was just completely you know my body just reacted before I even knew it reacted <laughs> and then I, I, I don't know if, if, if I watch a video I can't really see um, like from the outside but I know what it felt on the inside and this is just my mum you know <laughs> and that it, it, it kind of made me think response right so when exactly. you understand that physical response is the like <gasps> it's that moment of unknown and that's just yep. your body going, oh, something's caught me by surprise. Mm. What does it actually really mean? Exactly. And that's, that's what the point was. <laughs> uh, like if I, that, that's when I started thinking, if this is how I react when my mom watches. How would I react if someone who was competing with me or someone who had opposing opinion um, popped up on my Facebook Live, you know, what would I do? And I thought I really need to develop that mental toughness because um, I can't let that affect me because if I want to say something, I, I feel if I feel like I need to say something in my Facebook Lives about whatever, you know, then I should just go ahead and say it. But, but knowledge and is power, right, in handling those is. things. So you've got the it choice. Totally is. If a troll comes online, they're a troll. They <laughs> They're looking to cause trouble. Delete them. Yeah. Don't even bother engaging. If somebody's mm. putting the onus of proof of what you're saying onto you, they're a sea lion. It's actually a name. They're a sea lion. Yes. yes. They're just looking to draw you out and waste your time. People fight for their beliefs. And this is when you understand this, people fight for their beliefs. Tell them to go and do their own freaking research because you can give them 100 case studies on why you're right and they are still not going to believe you. Don't get drawn mm. into the sea line. If somebody pops mm. up and you think they have a genuine question, answer it and have a discussion because what happens on your Facebook post, if you engage with people, what it does, it tells Facebook, hey, this post's really popular and it keeps showing it to people and it pushes it up in the mm. algorithm. So sometimes it's mm. actually really good to engage. But choose, mm. choose who you talk to, why you talk to them, and um, if you think they're a troll, just block them. You're under mm. no obligation. So this mental toughness thing, like people get so scared about showing up online and stuff, and it's like you are in control of your social media. Exactly. You are in control yeah. of it. Yeah. Own it. Own who you are. Mm. And then <clears> what <throat> happens is the people that love you nine times out of ten, they'll come onto your post and they'll love and support you, and they will defend mm. you and back, up, back you up. Yeah, yeah or you can just sit back and go, here you go, my friends, take it you away. You don't have to be a bad person <laughs> at all if that worries you, and all my mm. clients know that I will come and fight to the, fight to the death for them on their posts. Nobody mm. messes with my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they have we, we have. Oh, oh, sorry, oh. you've finished, Trudy. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Go, okay, no, go. Cool. <laughs> so I get excited, right? I, I warned you at the start. No, no, it's, it's good. Excitement is good and passion is good because I think, I think as women we've been suppressed so much for so long. Don't show excitement. Don't show happiness, you know. Don't wear red lipstick. <laughs> be, be, be quiet, yeah, you know. So if you want to get excited, get excited, you know. Um, um, I was I just going to see near the comments on my thing, so I don't know if anyone's said anything. My page won't open enough. So if um, anyone's said um, anything, I'm, thanks. I'm, I'm just looking at what's coming up in um, in our broadcast, which is uh, we've got Natasha who um, commented 
about something that happened to her. So I'm, I'm going to put it on screen and read it out so the viewers um, are aware of it as well. Maybe we can comment um, and help her out with some um, with some advice. And she says um, uh, that um, she was teaching uh, a few people art and then one lady has got some physical challenges so she catered to her needs um, and she was repaid by an artwork that was named by Paula uh, using Natasha's name as a source. And now she's struggling because th this piece of artwork is at an art exhibition. So what, so, have you spoken to the lady who painted that? Because I'd be like, okay, somebody's named their artwork after me. This is amazing. I'm just going to own it. And if mm. anyone says anything, I'd be like, art exhibition for mental health, so I struggle. So if anyone says anything, say, um, I inspired the artist to paint it and this is her tribute to me for supporting her in her mental health challenges. Mm. I'd, I'd totally reframe that shit and be like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, no, nah, I'm yeah, going to own that, it, that, and this is this is my story about how it works. Because if you that was a, that was amazing, actually, right. this this whole reframing thing, because that is that part is of mental toughness. toughness. Yeah, and if somebody wants to have a dig at me, that's their stuff. Like she's she's come out of your work with a piece of art, so I'd just be like, well, whatever's come up for her is her stuff, and that is a part mm. of mental toughness, being able to separate yourself from because. You know who you are and you know how you've helped and you know mm. what you've done and you know your value. And if somebody wants to come back and go, eh, rah, rah, rah. so I ran a five-day challenge last week. I've had really grateful for the good feedback that I've had. But if somebody came back to me and was like, well, blah, 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 I'd be like, okay, cool. Obviously, you know, something's come up for you. Maybe I've triggered something. Maybe I remind that person of somebody they've engaged with. But that's mm -hmm. not mine. And it's a question, especially in the healing space, I ask, and I'm quite empathic and I pick up a, a people's energy quite a lot. If I'm having mm -hmm. feelings and stuff's coming up for me, I always go, is this mine? Does this belong to me? And I will mm -hmm. cut the ties and I will find 95% of the time it doesn't actually belong to me because that's people really, like really project important. their yeah. stuff yeah. out when they don't know how to process it within because they're not mm -hmm. at a level to be able to take responsibility for their own stuff. And I will own if I've stuffed up, if I've done the wrong thing, I will 100% own it. But if I know I've given 100% in any situation, so you're teaching art, if anything's come up for them, you just might remind this person of somebody they knew when they were in hospital one time or something like that. Mm -hmm. So... You can't be, you've got to learn how to not take that stuff on board. And I would totally own that painting and go, yep, cool. I inspired her with my teaching of how to paint to create that. So that's dedicated to me for the inspiration that I gave her, if anyone asks. It's like, no, I'm not taking it. What's, what's your take, <laughs> Carrie? Because this, like, reframing is awesome. And I'm like, I like, this is, this is great. <laughs> You're echoey. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think everybody is. I'm, I'm just looking at, I, I think my audio is okay. Hopefully the recording is all right. Um, I would do the, would same, do the thing. same thing. Totally, totally reframe, reframe it. it and absolutely, and absolutely own, it. own it. Yeah. 
because, because just because, because it's in that, in that mental, mental health um, display doesn't mean that it's actually representing you as having mental health issues. It's just mm. a display, right? It's it's nothing more than what it is. It's mm. just what's going on there is more about what you're actually telling yourself it means. And if you can mm. change the way you tell yourself what it means, then it won't mean what you're currently And why thinking. does mental health always have to be have a negative connotation would be? Because I have had mm. massive mental health issues in my life and, you know, depression and suicide attempts and all sorts of things. Um, and I look at that now, those experiences, I find a lot of inspiration and a lot of strength out of those having worked through it. So what if mental health and that representation was something positive and maybe something aspirational that she saw in you? Mm. 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 Um, Natasha yep. says that she actually um, stopped teaching as a result of this, which is that, that's a real shame, I think. What would happen um, when something like that stops you? And to start teaching that again. What would you need to see, hear or feel for you to go, yep, I'm ready to start teaching art again? Oh, that's a good Nothing question. If so, um, we don't have to do an intervention right now, but I think it's... <laughs> no, of, of course not. But, um... oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did a live on that in my Facebook group as well about... <laughs> I don't yeah. I'm so sorry, Natasha. <laughs> I, I think I think coaches naturally have this. It, it it's just that antenna that when they see an opportunity, you know, it's just the natural pull to uh, to jump Want in and give. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I think if the person is receptive. Yeah, in a public um, forum, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So N Natasha, you know, if if um you know if if you want some um um some help with this, you know, feel free to reach out um uh, privately even to either one of the three of us uh, gary and trudy will probably be better with this because i'm more the <laughs> techie person and I'm, I'm more pragmatic and practical and all that but uh so so, so yeah it'd probably be um those two trudy and Kerry. so yeah all right so all right, um that, we, that's a bit awkward i'm so sorry <laughs> I hope you're feeling a little bit more reassured, Natasha, with, um, um, with, with this um, that you shared with us. And thank you for sharing uh, because um, we, we know that it's not easy to, to come up with these things and, um, and share them. So, um, and she says, we'll definitely do. Um, she probably refers to um, reaching the, the reaching out, which is perfectly Good. fine. Excellent. So um, we already talked a little bit about how to develop um, uh, mental toughness um, throughout the conversation. But if I, I would be interested to know from both of you, Carrie and Trudy, um, what do you think would be like the top two things that people can do or would need to do to develop mental toughness if they feel like, this, this is an issue, I need to do something about it. What sort of actions can they do? Um, one of the first things that I always like to tell people to do is actually start to become more observant of what they're actually thinking because mm. I find that observation can actually solve quite a lot of the problem because once you start to observe the thoughts that you're getting, um, you will actually start to recognise if they're actually bullshit. 
basically, mm. right? Self-awareness. So self-awareness is a really big thing. So if you just, the biggest thing that I just say is just start paying attention to what's going through your head and like what Trudy said, check if it's actually yours because the amount of stories that we have going on that are just floating past us that have been there for a 1,000 years because 10 million other people have all thought it and all of a sudden it's just caught your mm. mind and, and all of a sudden you think it's yours, 99% of the time it's not. So mm. when you start to be observant and actually start checking in with your energies, you'll actually recognise that they're not yours and in all honesty, majority of them aren't true. So a lot of our fears will come up and they're, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to, the plane's going to crash. Seriously, mm. how many planes actually crash? What is the mm. percentage? Like if you're really worried that the plane's going to crash, then look do up the research. bloody, do some research, right? Instead of just creating this figure that, oh, yes, like 70% of cr planes crash because we all like to, you know, speak. You can prove anything with facts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it those, those thoughts can escalate. It, they they right. become bigger bigger and bigger stories, don't they? That's right. So <clears> if you don't catch them when they've just started by using observation, then, yeah, they just they run rampant and get out of control and then they find other friends and they all join forces and then it just mm. becomes like massive fear party <laughs> in your head. So observation is definitely one of the biggest things that I would say for mental toughness. And the other thing that I actually would say is a lot of um, forgiveness work. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a biggie, but I find that a lot of the time, and I posted about this in my group the other day because a lot of people struggle and think that the forgiveness is about forgiving someone else, but mm. it's not. None of the forgiveness work is ever about anyone else other than forgiving yourself for how you feel and how you've acted or responded or thought. That's what it is because ultimately we can get really cranky at someone and have an argument with someone, but unless we're sitting inside their head, we really have no idea what they're thinking about us regardless of what mm. comes out of their mouth. So we need to forgive ourselves for thinking of this story and turning that argument into something that it wasn't, right, and actually mm. forgive ourselves and take responsibility because we can only have the responsibility of ourselves. We are not responsible for anyone else mm. and we have absolutely no right to have any expectations on anyone else that we haven't given them the heads up about, right? So mm. we can't hold anyone to any expectations either. So we need to forgive ourselves and, and that's the only way to move forward. Mm. So while ever we're holding resentment and anger towards anyone, that'll always keep us where we are. Yeah. Mm. So to me it's definitely observation and definitely forgiveness. And Ooh, I think they, also, they, they're both juicy. They are. <laughs> it ties in as well with what, what I was, was thinking is having mental toughness means you're not reactive. If somebody says something or posts on your post, you don't have to respond straight away. And so when you stop being reactive mm -hmm. and you can step back and observe, so observe the thoughts and the feelings and what's coming up, that gives you that space to choose how you want to show up. Um, and that was a, a huge thing for me um, 
you know, even back in my retail career and, you know, just being able to stay in a space, space of calm. And then to tie into, um, I suppose it's probably a couple more things. What's what's the next thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Only I think, two, God damn it. I know, right? <laughs> and I think from a more, probably a more practical application is, you know, we all have fears and worries and doubts and uncertainties. If you write those things down and start um, analysing them from a like, you know, what is the actual worst case scenario? Um, and I've got this thought in the back of my head and I can't quite get it out and I'll probably get it as soon as we finish. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it, leave it there. There's something and it's just, you know, when something's just dancing right on the edge of your brain. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that worst-case scenario stuff, like really what is the worst thing that's going to happen? It's mm. probably knowing as bad as you would imagine and giving yourself that ability to choose how you respond and how you choose to react. And mm. something that I learned over a long time, which I actually think would help for mental toughness, is I did a course many, many years ago and one of the things that really stuck was that just because words have meaning in a dictionary doesn't mean that's the meaning you have to give it, right? Mm. So we ultimately have the choice, like what Trudy was saying in how we respond and react, by deciding what words mean, yep. right? So mm. if you've got a negative word, you actually don't have to give it that meaning just because, it, you know, Oxford Dictionary mm. says it means you know, you're horrible or whatever it is, doesn't mean you have to believe that. Like, you know, and we've spoken about this before because I've I've tried to reframe the word psychic because I didn't mm. like the meaning of it before. So I've decided to take it on so that I can rebrand it, right? Mm. But it's the same kind of deal. Like, you know, people can say that you're horrible or they can say that you're mean or they can say all kinds of lovely things um <laughs> it's probably horrible but, because you're showing them the truth that they need to look within themselves and that's why they think you're horrible it's not you at all it's always, it's always, yeah it is it's <laughs> always there never push right push it back push it back <laughs> unless you deliberately set out to be horrible but then you would know <laughs> that's right then you know beforehand and it all comes back to intention but yeah ultimately we have a choice on the meaning that we give words and if mm. we actually choose not to give the word the meaning that invokes the reaction, then we have all the power. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of like an offshoot of reframing. Yeah. There's mm. <laughs> something that you said, Trudy, kind of um, popped a thought into my head. You were talking about um, reacting and how, you know, step back and, and just wait, you know, give yourself enough time to absorb and then choose how you respond instead of react. <clears throat> I think uh, it just gave me that thought kind of like, you know, following the breadcrumbs as I do <laughs> most <laughs> of the time is that when, you know, when you share these thoughts with people, there are people who are going to uh, interact with you in a way that will escalate the situation. It will escalate the fear and it will escalate the, um, the negative um, thought pattern or there are people who you can tell the same thing and they will actually help you to bring it back down and um, instead of fueling it they will help you put it into perspective and I've had this experience where I had um, I had these both types of people around me but I wasn't aware 
that this was happening. So what I had to do, I had to, once, once I figured out that this was the case, I had to pull back from those who I realised were actually escalating that negative thought pattern. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, I did. Sorry, I, I did. Around. Sorry. <laughs> I, but you, you know what? That good girl in me was was faffing about it um, for a long time. Like, oh, should I? Shouldn't I? You know, it's not fair. You know, what if this and what if that? But one day, I just had to make a decision, and I went, "No, this is it." Yep. Um, Ladies, we because... have to stop martyring ourselves for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I talk about that in my in my uh, weekend lives. Oh, I have been uh, talking about that a lot in my weekend lives. And you know what? Just through talking about it, I'm finding my own voice and I'm pulling myself up on stuff because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more aware of where and when I'm doing all these things. And I'm yep. like, no, you don't, Andrea. No, you don't. <laughs> no, girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's, it's one thing to hear someone else talking about it and it's another thing when you catch yourself and you go, oh, shit, I've just censored myself. I've just pulled myself back and for what reason, you know. And, um, yeah, this is where where I'm developing my mental toughness, I think. (laughs) And and you know what we all need to know is that we're actually not our thoughts because that's the other thing that happens, right? So we go down this spiral with all these different thoughts and then we think, oh, my God, Mm. I'm a horrible person because I thought of, running that person over because they made me angry or whatever, right? Totally. I would never (laughs) think that. Would never think think that. I totally think it. (laughs) I don't do it, but I think it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like I've thought it before and that's my way of actually verbally expressing how angry I am. I'd never do Mm. it. But hang hang on a sec. I think think I've just got a delivery here. Hold on a sec. Hang on. (laughs) I love plotting revenge, but I would never implement the revenge plan. Oh, I, I never, I never implement it, but it's always fun. I don't have I the cash flow, and I don't have the connection. <laughs> I find that actually, um, people that are in that state where they're really, really angry, when you help them plot the revenge, it actually shifts them out really quickly. Especially if you go for the really wild and out there scenarios. Oh, you haven't read my short stories, have you? <laughs> Because it works, right? Because it's just the next emotion up the scale. So the quicker that you get, yeah, it's part of the process. Once you work your way through revenge, you know, you then start to get towards the better feelings. But, you know, we need to know that when and not beat ourselves up about having those Mm. thoughts because it's Mm. just part of the process and most of them aren't ours anyway. So Mm. not our thoughts. Well, some of them, but not all of them. Yeah, I I think... Um, a, a couple of years back, I did some shadow work, which is, you know, when you face your dark side and and integrate it um, within yourself instead of push it back and try to become, you know, this love and light person that's all, you know, high vibration and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you actually explore your dark side and accept it and go, yes, I am this person. This is part of my ego that is um, that is there. And uh, that, that was some of the best work that I've ever done. Uh, massive personal that. development. Love it. Yeah. Oh. Um, and you know what? You, you don't just do it once in your life. I'm actually thinking of going back and doing it again 
because you accumulate stuff and you um, you know your personal development um is is isn't about just yeah yeah I'm I'm I've done a you know a weekend course and I'm all personally developed now and whew, how cool am I right because be because you're, you're <laughs> I know it would be like <laughs> I've I've just done my weekend I'm set for the rest of my life good now yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we've been gas bagging a little bit about this mental toughness. We also wanted to cover um, something that's really important, and that's uh, it, it's related to mental toughness as well and and mindset stuff. And that's going from employee mindset to business owner mindset. And all three of us have gone through that or are going through this. So, um, yeah, I don't know, ladies, take take it away. What is what is an employee mindset, and what is a business owner mindset, and why do we need to switch from one to the um, to the other? Oh, where do you start? Where do you well, start? Levels yeah. of accountability completely shift when you have a business versus being mm. employee, and um, I think the big one for me was just having to take ownership of the results. Like all of a sudden, Ooh. it wasn't the Oh, yes, but the marketing team didn't do that right or the stock didn't arrive or I didn't get the right data to do my um, rosters and wage management. All of a sudden it's like, uh, okay, everything starts and stops with me. Well, there you go. I have to yes, do it it's my fault. my fault. <laughs> wow, I really stuffed that up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had a kind of similar revelation because it went um, in my corporate job. I was so frustrated that I didn't have um, ownership over any decision making. And it was actually starting to mentally affect me. And um, once I got into my own business, it was like, yeah, I'm going to make my own decisions and all of them. And then it kind of turned to shit, some of the stuff. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I stuffed it up, and I can't really blame no anyone else. Bail you out. It's all up <laughs> no, to you. <laughs> no, and then you you look in the mirror and and you go, Andrea, you stuffed this up big time. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, there's no six month performance review that you can kind of shove it under the table until then. This is this stuff is really confronting and you don't choose when you confront it because you either deal with it then and there or, you know, you you watch your business go down the toilet. You have to be prepared yeah. for bad stuff and for things, not bad stuff, but you have to be prepared for things to not work. And when I went into my first business, I had all of these people around me blowing so much sunshine and smoke on my ass about how amazing I was <laughs> and how amazing the business was. <laughs> And then I was like, I'd come from a retail background, so I managed the stores and the teams. I never had to manage the stock or the marketing or anything like that. So all of a sudden with all these people going, yeah, this is amazing what you want to do. You're going to save all of the teenagers of the world. But having no marketing skills and not understanding how to set up a freaking landing page and then when push came to shove, all of these parents who'd said, yes, your stuff's amazing, wouldn't buy and wouldn't invest. And mm. it was soul destroying going from 100k a year salary to like, as my accountant said to me one year, she goes, "How are you surviving? Because you are living below the poverty line." Mm. 
And that was a huge thing because it's like I've been sold this dream by all the personal development coaches and trainers and companies out there. Mm. Everyone around me said how amazing what it was, what I wanted to do. When push came to shove, nobody bought it. I didn't know how to market it. I was broke. And it was like, do I keep going? Mm. But the mental toughness side of it was like, well, this was bigger than me. My purpose was this. I basically now there's no way I could go back to a corporate job because I'd have to start at the bottom again. Oh, I'm not starting at the bottom. Screw that. Mm. Um, but it was like I, you hit those choice moments and that's where the mental toughness will show up. You have to be prepared for the good and the bad and mm. you have to do your research. If you haven't started a business yet and you're watching this, do your research, have a buffer. None of the things nobody ever said to me like, all right, well, you're going to have to work two jobs while you set this up and get it going. And it was for seven years of business I've worked. I hosted trivia. I was a retail trainer. I worked retail casual jobs, you know, and I got headhunted a couple of times and go back to retail. They need an area manager. Do I do this? Do I not? But I just I had to have that bigger vision to keep me going and I've had many iterations of business and what I do and just dragged all those skills along that I've learned in each business with me but if anyone ever tells you that it's easy run away from them because they are lying mm. and they probably want to sell you a 5k program get out <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there are a lot of those around aren't there yeah, yeah a, a lot of those around then they, they, tell, they sell you the dream <laughs> But yeah. what, what I've what I've observed with those programs is, uh, yeah, they teach you a bunch of skills if you're lucky, um, but none of them take this into account. Yeah, um, that that is one of the things. It's like here you go, here's my system. You do it, and if it doesn't work out, that's your fault because yeah, too you bad know, you for haven't you. done one thing right. Yeah, um, you just want your money. We're or, not going to help. Or, or what? What I don't see a lot of people doing is this this acknowledgement of um, anyone going into business, going through this um, personal development of going from employee mindset to business owner mindset. It's just this assumed thing that once you register an ABN and register your business name and all that sort of stuff, then all of a sudden you're a business owner and you have a business owner mindset. And there's all this uh, period of adjustment and constantly pulling yourself up and going, okay, I'm thinking like an employee now, but I need to think like a business owner. Yeah, you need and to go back and, and remember that, you know, in my case, I used to get paid monthly. So you need to remember yeah. that on the 15th, you're not going to get that nice big influx yeah. <laughs> of income. It's going to come in in dribs and drabs all all through the month and you need yeah. to, the way that you prepare your money even changes, mm. you know, start and to prep yourself. And you have to be yourself. prepared for all your friends going, you can't afford to come out with us anymore. You're boring. Yeah. Go get a job <laughs> because they don't understand the vision and that's where partners come in as well because they're used mm. to earning and then all of a sudden you're not. And you're sitting there sweating at your laptop every night going, what do I need to do? What have I missed? Why, why are people not buying my stuff? What's going on? And they see you stressed to the max. You're not fun anymore. You can't pay for the holidays that used to go on and all of a sudden everything looks bad to them. 
Have and you watched any Trudy? Pull back. I was single for a while. It's just like no one to say, go <laughs> get a job. Where are the cameras? <laughs> I know you. It's it's interesting because like we we don't have conversations all the time. Like we the, the three of us we pass each other in in Facebooks, uh, Facebook groups, and all that. Um, Carrie and I occasionally have a conversation um, outside of the show that we do. But there are the, the experiences that we've been having at different stages. Trudy, you've you've been um, in this business way longer than Carrie and I have, um, but we all have very similar experiences. In, in our transitioning into business and all that. It doesn't change. Mental toughness mm. you need for one day and then everything is fine. It's that next level, same devil. Things are always going to going to change, yep, like yep. evolve. But there's, and I hate saying always, but everyone I talk to in business, no matter what their income is, they always have to have mental toughness and resilience to keep going and to keep growing mm. and to keep getting through that next block, that next level, that next upper limit. And so mm. the sooner you make a focus on it to start developing it and start putting plans and strategies into place on how you'll handle the no-income weeks, how you'll handle a troll, how you'll handle partners not supporting you, how you'll handle your friends either attempting to pull you back to where you were or uh, cutting you out because they don't get you anymore. All of those things yeah. form a part of being <laughs> mentally tough in business because I've had so much BS from people that I thought would be friends forever who refused to support me because I changed. But once again, mm. not because I was changing, it was because they were reflecting back on how they weren't changing, how they were stuck in their jobs that they hated how unhappy they were and how yeah, afraid yeah. they were to go after and chase their dreams. So it's that perception, projection, it's what you choose to take on board and what you don't, but mm. you need mental toughness for every step of the way. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, oh, sorry, it's amazing. Preachy Karen, there. Have you had? <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you, Trudy. I hear you. I, I've had the similar experience and I think Kerry did too, didn't you, Kerry? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely went through a few friends when I officially came out of the psychic closet. <laughs> mm. So, and you know, because they just all of a sudden, yeah, I think we spoke about this before. They always think yeah. I can see their underwear. You can care less if you're wearing bonds or what. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't waste my talents on spying on your no. underwear. Really God, think no. that important? Come on. No, God, no. I guess I look over your fence But, yeah, definitely been through some of that. And the other thing that happens when we talk about responsibility where everything stops with you, well, when you're an employee, you could just go, oh, well, finance can do that or marketing do that or sales do that or, you know, whatever it or logistics or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have to know what a P&L is. What the hell is a P&L? <laughs> what do I do with that? Is that Excel? <laughs> like, you know, like for me, <laughs> for me that wasn't that bad because I came from a finance background, but like there's, you know, I wouldn't have a clue how to write a business plan, but I have my vision hmm. and hmm. I can I can see the tasks that are required underneath and to me that is my business plan. So my target. Plan. Did you? Nine years yeah. ago? Wrote it. 
put it on a shelf somewhere, never looked at it again. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're going for a loan or something, business plans are, or want to win an award for something, business plans are highly overrated. Yes. Anyway, that's mm. my belief. You don't need yeah. to take that belief on board. Well, something. I don't bother. I, I figure as long as I have the big vision and the actionable tasks underneath and the different variations on how I can get there so my brain can then mm. find the right one, that's good enough for me. And it yep. changes mm. all the time. So what's the point in writing something that, you know, every business supposedly has to then change two weeks later because you've changed your mind and want to go a different direction. Because that's yeah. part of being being a business owner is that it's ever-evolving and it's not something that stays the same. So, mm. you know, your services may stay the same for six months and then you might have a change up and, you know, refocus them in a different angle or you do different packages or whatever it is. So you, there's no point in having something so fixed but you do need to learn lots of things. So you need to learn your marketing, mm. you need to learn your sales, you need to learn your accounting. Your technology. Or, yeah, your technologies and your systems. Either that or you need to have a bucket load of cash so you can outsource a lot. And I mm. wouldn't recommend that at the beginning. <laughs> I wouldn't outsource your sales straight no. away. No, definitely yeah. not sales yeah. because you need that connection. Yeah, That's really personal. Mm. Well, I mean, if you were working full-time and trying to start a business, you could definitely outsource some of your system work so that it gets set up right and then you just have to learn how to use mm. it. Like, but just, you know, you can outsource your accounting. Like, I have a really good accountant. And other than my spreadsheet that I give to him, he does everything else. So, you know, mm. stuff like that you don't want to muck around with because you don't want to have a tax bill in three years' time um, that's something that you can't afford to pay back. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you want to make sure that you get the specialist help where you need it and yeah. definitely a coach to help with the mindset. Definitely mm. a coach. Mm. Cool. I think one of my biggest challenges was going from employee to business owner is that I had to make all the decisions. I think I had reached decision fatigue like the first three months, <laughs> maybe even sooner because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people, I, I'm talking to these people to help me with marketing, I'm talking to that people to help me with something else and they're all asking me, so how do you want this and how do you want that? And I'm like, don't ask me to make all these decisions <laughs> um, because that's, that's again, a part, of, a part of this process. You know, when you're an employee, uh, you hardly ever have to make a, 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 a decision or not as many as uh, you would have to when you're a business owner. And so you can do a half ass job and still get paid, right? As an employee, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, you, and it's not can, condoned, it's pretty sad. but you know, like, and you can have a sick day and still get paid. Mm. So you know, there's a lot of other stuff that comes with being an employee. A lot of benefits that come from being an employee, but mm. when mm. you step out and go into that space of being a business owner, you're doing it because your dream has a bigger pull than the security of an employee position. Mm. That's, that's I'm really glad you said to. that because I don't want people to think that we're trying to talk them out of going into business. No, not at all. <laughs> no, we're hearing business. We're yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of, like, couple of truth bombs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do the same when my friends are pregnant. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's going to suck when you go through play. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't listen to anybody who says it's easy. They're full of shit. Mm. <laughs> yep. No sugarcoating yep. over here. Yeah, no babies yep. here, so I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, All right. Um, so, yeah. 
sidetracked. It, it, yeah, a little, little bit, but <laughs> hey, you know, this is what this is what we do. Um, but we're almost uh, we're almost at the time, ladies. Um, it's almost one o'clock. So, um, yeah, do you have any final thoughts quickly for those of you who are watching live or watching the replay? Mental toughness is not something you're innately born with. It's something that you can choose to develop. So start listening to all the things that we've talked about in here, start implementing them. And if you're struggling to manage it, get somebody to support you to grow that muscle because that's a muscle. Mm. It is. It is a muscle. Yeah. Indeed. Definitely. And be careful with who you speak to. Be Be very wary who's in your circle. Oh yeah, when it comes to business, so you surround yourself with people who will support you. That's right, and who will pull you up on it too. So if they hear you dribbling a bullshit story, they will go, "Are you sure about that? Do you know what I mean?" Mm. They'll they'll really trigger you and make you think about it. Yeah, that's right. Are you sure? (laughs) You're not spinning it again. Like going off the charts right now. Because that's what you need, right? You need someone to remind you when you can't see it. So, yeah. but yeah. also is really and, optimistic and, that, and help you reframe it. <laughs> Helps yeah, too. Yeah, that might that might mean that you have to um, you have to get a whole new set of friends. Um, and that in happens. Some cases. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, time to go, ladies. Um, it's been great. It's been such a fun discussion, even if it's, you know, um, a tough subject um, such as mental toughness. Mm. Yeah, but it's, it's been great. So I, w- I want to thank you, um, Trudy, for coming along and sharing your wisdom. Thank you, It's been great. Um, where can people find you if they want to come and find you? <laughs> if they want to come and talk me in a non-creepy way. Um, you can search my name, Trudy Pavlovsky. My business page is called This Chick Means Business. Um, and I have a Facebook group, Chicks That Mean Business, if you want to come talk biz stuff in there as well. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll post those links underneath the video in the comments um, once it processes on Facebook. So, yeah, awesome. anyone watching, you can find it there. So we'll wrap this up for today been fun ladies um please hang around until i end my broadcast (laughs) yes we'll do (laughs) and for those of us watching that could be any time in the next we'll just go like this (laughs) yeah 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 hold that hold that all right i'm i'm hitting the button (laughs) okay goodbye everybody thanks for watching Yeah, we we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep 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 doing that. Keep doing that. <laughs> I also have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> no. <laughs> bit different. Mm. Yep, yep. Still waiting for the button. Still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting. Because apparently you hit the end broadcast button and then another button comes up that says, are you sure you want to end this broadcast? <laughs> no, you know, just in case you hit it by accident. It's, it's almost like it's, you know, Windows. Can you confirm this again? And get crystals and stones. This, this I forgot to mention this. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but this actually transmutes fear. So if I'm ever feeling... Yeah, it's 
My affinity oh, looks like looks for my like, birthday. Looks like Cherite. That sounds All right. right. I'm going I'm to hit the confirm and live broadcast button, ladies, now. So <laughs> here we Hi. go.